hashtag Tim and Sid. Of course, I go by the name of the kid. Famous. Wow. This here is the Tim and Sid Show. You are now tuned in. Coast to coast. Entertaining the masses. Sports entertainment. Yeah. It's about to get started. Sit back. Enjoy the show. In five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. Yes. Tim and Sid for Wednesday, December 9th. I'm Tim McAuliffe. I co-host a show with one Sid Sixero. We're still here, live on TV and radio. Coming up. Yes, we are. He may not have been inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame today, but he will always be a Hall of Famer in our hearts, mm. in our minds. Speak on it. And our souls. Dan Schulman will join us. We'll ask him how the heck he bleeped this thing up. He's so much better than Al Michaels. Like, I don't know how it happened. Like, he Al Michaels doesn't even, do, he does, he doesn't even do baseball anymore. Like, like, honestly, I think Dan's better. But we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll hash it up. You know, Dan, Dan's going to talk a lot of junk about all oh, yeah, of these esteemed nominees talk, for the yeah. Ford C. Frick Award for the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, he's going to come Wait until he gets a hold of Joe Buck. Oh, my Spitting God. Fire. I'll see you later tonight is what he'll tell Joe Buck. Are you kidding? We'll just yeah. throw that at him. Next national time around, son, you and me throw down. <laughs> Daddy Showman going to join us in about 20 minutes' time. Uh, we'll talk a little Jays, as always. Could George Springer be heading to the Mets? Or is someone just trying to put bait into the water and slowly bring it back into the boat as it moves along? That's called trolling. We'll discuss because I feel like a bunch of people are being trolled right now across all of social media. We will discuss. Uh, Yanis Antetokounmpo said today, Tim, that he's, quote, not focused on his contract, end quote. You know who is? You know who is? Raptor fans. Everybody else. And Heat fans. The and world. Laker fans. Greece. And and who knows? The Jays. The Jays might. Who knows who's in this race Jays for Giannis Antetokounmpo? Jays are interested. Mm-hmm. Jays are interested. <laughs> uh, Giannis has until, just to remind everybody, Giannis has until December 21st to sign that Supermax five-year, over $200 million extravaganza with Milwaukee. <laughs> what will he do? Kenny the Jet Smith. We haven't talked to Kenny in a while. He will be on from TNT inside the NBA. Also, Timmy, as the NHL seemingly gets closer to the kind of sort of date of January 13th, nothing finalized, but it seems like we're moving. We have some details and speculation regarding what realignment might look like. Canadian hockey fans won't be too surprised, but you might be happy. We'll go down that road with Elliot Friedman next, next hour. All that more straight ahead. Busy edition of Tim and Sid. But Tim, mm-hmm. we begin with some football in the soap opera that is the Baltimore Ravens. Because there's yeah. always something, right? Always something right now. That is correct. Oh, is it my script? <laughs> I wrote I'm looking script. in your eyes. Wait, it, I wrote it is mine. yours. But if you want me to yeah, talk no, about on, Lamar hold Jackson, hold on. Returning. That's right. That's right, t- uh, Sid. With Lamar Jackson back, the Ravens snapped their three-game losing streak, beating the Cowboys thirty-four seventeen. It's we the see only the showman. scripted part of our show, and I missed and you it. Screwed it up. Showman distracted me. It's been a difficult couple of weeks for the Ravens, Tim. 
Yeah. Uh, did they get their swagger back, back last night, or do we just want to talk about what happened with Des Bryant to start the game? Because I couldn't – I mean, there's, it's tough to say okay, I let can't me, believe it in 2020 because everything's happened, but I still almost couldn't believe that one. So where do you want to begin? Let me, I mean, let me hammer down on what happened with the Ravens on the field, and then let's hammer down on Des Bryant because it was ridiculous, okay. to say the least. I saw the chat. I saw the storylines. And I love when there's one game on because everyone watches it and talks about it and they need to have a strong take. And the swagger back feels like like Lamar Jackson looked good. He looked like the guy that we saw last year a couple times in that game. He threw the ball 17 times. They're at their best when he is throwing the ball less than 20 times, when he is rushing it 90, uh, when he is rushing for 94 yards on the ground. But it's good enough to beat the Cowboys. Is it good enough to beat a real team? Like, 294 on the ground jumps out. looks great. But it's the Cowboys. Like, they're worse than you paying for Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather. The boys rank dead last in the league in rush yards per game allowed. They rank last in rush yards per attempt allowed. And they've given up more rushing touchdowns than all but two teams in the league. Pump the brakes the on the... The Ravens are back narrative. The Cowboys missed opportunities that other teams don't miss. But I'll conclude by saying this. The rest of the AFC does not want the Ravens to get their swagger back because they have that kind of ability. Uh, two things. One, I said I'd watch Mayweather, Logan Paul. I didn't say I'd pay for it. I didn't, say, first thing. I didn't say you... In a way, like just you. I'm like, just saying, oh, I thought I, I thought the yeah. figure was being pointed. I take it back. I no. take it back. Um, secondly, so how are I'm you going to watch it then, Sid? I'll just hear it from a friend. Oh, okay. The the second part of that, Tim, is mm-hmm. like that highlight of Lamar Jackson. That was nice. Like, I think I think we're kind of on the same page. Or two ninety four on the ground, like you said, it's nice. I know I know the Ravens can do that. The concern is their passing attack has been hot garbage the entire year, even before this outbreak. It has been awful. And they had Hayden, they had Hayden Hurst with Mark Andrews. He go, Hayden Hurst goes to Atlanta. Nobody talks about it. They're passing attack non-existent. It is non-existent. One guy left, non-existent. I don't buy anything I saw last night that is real. That's a bad Cowboys team. You said it. I know what the Ravens can do. I know Lamar Jackson can do that. Show me something real in an appropriate time because that wasn't it. You stayed afloat in the AFC. Congratulations, Baltimore. You're still there. You did what you had to do. I, I got no other takes about the team. Lamar Jackson itself passed that. Not impressed. Go beat a real team. Haven't really done it yet. And you got to start passing the ball with some level of efficiency. All right, not even last night ag- did it. So we both agree basically on what happened last night, yeah. and it's just Agreed. that the Cowboys are, are hot garbage. Uh, yeah. So what about the hot garbage that was someone tapping Des Bryant on the shoulder in the game that he's been waiting a couple of years, literally a couple of years to play, and saying, uh, you've tested positive for COVID, go tweet and drink wine. And they played the game. And they played the he's, game. He's out there pregame. He's out there pre. He's taking passes from another human being on the sideline, and then they tap him on the shoulder. And say, "Listen, Des, oh, you I, tested positive. You, you got to leave the field." I don't know what you're talking about, Sid. Uh, they did the contract tracing. Oh, the contract uh, us- tracing. And using the bracelets, and yes. nobody, nobody yes. was deemed a close contact, the even contact though uh, he was hugging certain cowboys, dapping up everybody, uh, daps and so. 
I don't know what you're talking about. They they did the contract tracing. Or the Con- contact. Contact tracing. It's it's more difficult to say than people think. Yeah. yeah like there was there was a moment uh, the game Monday night, Tim, the Steeler Washington game. NFL Network had a cam on. They catch everything. Um and and players are congregating like crazy from from opposite teams. Mm-hmm. Like the Steelers just had their own outbreak. They just had their own outbreak. And last night, you have a guy on the field, and all the NFL has to tell you is, we've done our contact tracing. You can, you, they don't have to prove it. They don't have to give you a document. They don't have to give you any evidence. The way the NFL has gotten through this without a cancellation yet, Tim, is one sentence. We've done our contact tracing, and no one can call them on it. It's the biggest BS line you're ever going to hear just to legally get through the situation and play the game. Think about it. They don't have to prove anything. They just have to say that line and no, and everyone's, well, clearly they did their contact tracing. Clearly Dr. Alan Stills and all those at 333 Park Avenue in New York at the NFL head offices, they know what they're doing. Or 345, whatever the address is. It's not important. Being hung up on the wrong thing. I don't My know. point is... They, I think it's three, four, been. they, I've never been invited either. <laughs> one day we'll get our invites in one day. Not I just talking like this. Do you buy the contact tracing line? No. Of course you don't. Cause you're no. an intelligent human being. And That's here's why. God forbid someone actually gets really sick from this disease. And then they have to prove this contact tracing I'll say it properly this time. Like, just think of what happened. And for those who don't know what happened, he had taken two tests that day. Both yesterday came back inconclusive. Why he's allowed on pregame with two inconclusive tests, I have no idea. He did have the mask on in some of the video that we saw. So good for him, or at least the gator. Um, But... They tested him pregame because of the two inconclusive tests and then got that test back immediately, which no one raised an eyebrow at either, along with your contact tracing and the bracelets, which I don't think guys are forced to wear during warm-up. So I don't know how good the bracelets are. My only point here would be is that I hope that the NHL and NBA are studying what not to do. Like how he makes warm up with two inconclusive tests is beyond me. And the reason why when we left air yesterday and I rattled off all of the guys that had come off of the COVID-19 list for the Ravens, and it was numerous, and all the guys that were still on it, six of them, add seven with Des Bryant why the integrity of the games has been lost if you care about the integrity of the games. Like Coach K said today or yesterday, he got his ass whooped at home by 15 by Illinois, and the illustrious coach of Duke uh, started talking about – actually, he was asked a question and he answered the question. He said, we're plowing through this. Is it the right thing to do? Who knows? And to me, when you see what happened with Des Bryant, when you see what happened – all the leagues, until the vaccine is readily available and everyone has it and people feel comfortable, and I don't know when the hell that'll be, we're just plowing through, right? Like, make no mistake. Oh, this has never been about safety. For anyone. When was this about safety? Let's cut the beat. Come on. 
That was Justin Turner's on, on the field, game six of the World Series. You don't think they knew? Nobody knew? That guy should have been yanked in any one. It's about the integrity of the game and plowing through. That's it. That's all this is about. And, and, at, and at some point, Tim, here's my, here's my issue, because I, I want to get to the hockey. But that makes me care less as well. Like, my, my level of caring for that kind of story on this December 9th is not what it was August 2nd. Yeah. And I hate to admit it, but the NFL has beat me down. The NFL has, has, well, has sent me the message enough, we're playing also, these games whether you're horrified by them or not. We're playing but, these games. But also the players. Like, let's not kid ourselves here. Players didn't want to go in a bubble, and Des right. Bryant is pissed right. off. Correct. Right? Correct. Like, he was mad that he was pulled from the game even though he had tested positive for COVID. Yeah. I and the gone. rest of his team had had a breakout. So if, if you want to plow through it and the league wants to plow through it, then you're right. We've all been beaten down, and we all want to believe that everyone's tougher, and maybe those guys are tougher than the average 83-year-old. But I say that because my dad is 83. But we're just standing here going, well, I hope it doesn't hurt anybody. Because obviously everyone yeah. else wants to plow through. Because that's and the I next level. The kids, and I hope the kids know what they're doing when they say, yes, I want to play. Yeah. You would hope. You would hope. Uh, this is All not right. the last time you and I are going to have an NFL COVID discussion. That I know. I also think at some point we'll have an NHL COVID discussion because life is happening. And this vaccine is not going to really hit people properly till like April, May. Let's be honest here. But, Timmy, there's, uh, that doesn't mean the NHL can't put together some plans. It doesn't mean there's not things happening in the scuttlebutt behind the scenes. Oh, no, City. The NHL Board of Governors uh, had a call scheduled for this afternoon to give an update on negotiations with the Players Association. Here's what we know so far or what we think we know based on reports. The league and the PA continue to work towards a mid-January start, most likely the 13th. Uh, we're expecting a 52 or 56-game schedule. Some teams have reportedly asked their players to report for COVID testing on Boxing Day, but the exact start of uh, training camp is still up in the air, most likely early January for most teams. Remember the start date, January 13th, which means no preseason games. Uh, it would be earlier for non-playoff teams because they've been off for so long. Uh, if they so choose, that's what we're hearing also. Also still negotiating the language for player opt-outs, uh, health protocols, uh, COVID testing, and whether or not vaccinations will be mandatory for players to get on the ice if, in fact, they are available. Yesterday, Gary Bettman acknowledged there will be a Canadian division, most likely, which means realignment will also be necessary for American teams, and we've gotten a glimpse of what that realignment will look like. What's the best stuff here? I rattled through a lot there, Sydney. Yeah, there What's is. What's the best stuff? Um, to me, it's the it's the Canadian division. Like I don't right. want to I don't want to act like I'm waving some Rogers flag here, but this idea short term not only tickles my fancy, and I'm assuming a lot of people out there. I'm assuming Tim McCallis fancy as well. I don't want to speak for Tim. Oh, without a doubt. But Tim, I, I I'm looking at this all Canadian division, and in terms of the reported new divisions, I'm going to tell you right now, this Carolina Columbus Florida division, I ain't watching it. Tampa's the only team in there that I'm watching remotely, and that's by luck, okay? So I'm going to tell you right now, that division for me isn't getting any play. Everything else looks really interesting here, but the Canadian division, Tim, why can't this be a permanent thing? Do you want the real why? answer, or do you want me to let you go? No, give me your theory. Give me your theory. 
Because I believe I have a counter. I've thought this through. Unlike most of my arguments, okay, I've thought travel. this one through. Travel. travel. Travel is too much. Why Why can't you make it like like they're talking about now what the schedule could look like with the Canadian teams, like a baseball series, like a three-game set in a city over seven games or over seven days? Why can't you do that? Two teams? Yeah. Why can't Vancouver be at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto and play, play, two ga- play two games over three days? And then Vancouver flies out to Montreal and does the same thing. Like, what's the longest road trip a normal National Hockey League team would have? 14 so days? Over, 15 days? It's no different. That, it's exactly the same thing. That would be thing. extreme. The, the, the longest the, ones, I grant you, but it's not crazy. It's not insane. But how many times do you do that? You do that once a year. Maybe. True. Like you go, you True. go coastal once a year, and what you're asking for, if you're talking about having, and I don't want to poo-poo on this because I love the idea, but you asked me, so I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. No, but you're telling I me think, what the counter would be from the yeah, players specifically. I think the I, teams I, in the Pacific Northwest have paid dearly for travel for a long time in a lot of different sports. Maybe not football as much because they go once a week and it's a little easier. But in baseball and in hockey and once upon a time in basketball, if you talk to players who have played in those spots, it's not the same. It's harder. Okay, okay. so I, I take that point. I understand that point. Travel sucks. When I used to fly like an hour to Montreal, I'd feel it. I am not a strong traveler. I understand. <laughs> I understand. However, let's say I hear those concerns, but I do this if I'm the National Hockey League. Because and, I'm, the, reason, the real reason I'm going down this road, Tim, is TV. And not just for Rodgers, but whoever has that next deal in this country, whoever that is. Think about it. American television doesn't care. They don't care. If Austin Matthews really is on NBC Sports Network, they don't. So look at Canadian television. You get more American matchups for NBC. Split it up. And when you're looking at the playoffs, what if I told the Canadian teams, we make the playoffs the way it was when you and I were growing up. Four divisions smack the hell out of each other. And the winner of each division goes to the semifinals. Reseed the semis. There's your final four. A Canadian team is guaranteed, hear me out, is guaranteed in the semifinals of the Stanley Cup playoffs every year. And Canadian television yeah. gets at least three, based on my math yesterday, I'm not going to try this, but a lot of playoff series with Canadian teams head-to-head plus a Canadian team in, in a semifinal. I'm not going to call them a conference final. We can do what we want now. It's 2020. Who the hell cares? What if I pitched it to you that way? A Canadian team is minimum in the semifinals every year. A Rogers executive and those who hold broadcast rights in this country across the can. I'm talking radio and everything. They might like that. They might like that. Yeah, I just don't know that you can get past the travel in the regular season. Yeah, maybe make some other concessions. Like maybe Vancouver... I agree with you in the postseason. I'm I'm good with that in the postseason. You like the postseason uh, idea? Because I think that I think would people, work. I think some people will argue that you'll get teams Everyone. that yeah, people will Everyone argue. will argue better. But you <laughs> have you have a first place team, a second place team in one division, and another division sucks, and you're allowing them to get through. It's like the St. Louis Blues making yeah. the Stanley Cup final uh, in the first year of expansion. Well, growing up, well, what, up what, what was that when you and I grew up? The Smythe was everything. Yeah. And then there was the Norris with the right. Leafs, Detroit, and St. Louis when they yeah. were 
okay. And ask Winnipeg and Calgary how much they enjoyed that, especially well, Winnipeg. Say, yeah, yeah, say, I mean, but it is what it is. I mean, if, again, if, if you could tell the TV, TV, the TV networks, you're going to get a Canadian team going that far every year. I guarantee it. That changes a lot. I think it changes uh, a lot. But Yesterday at the end of the show, we did that thing where news breaks and we just go at it because unlike other, any other show, uh, we're not taped. Uh, we're live and we're not afraid because we know what the bleep we're talking about no matter what the sport, so we just talk about it. And we talked about the new restrictions in Alberta and how that could put the World Junior Tournament in Edmonton on right. thin ice. Lo and behold, that night, even the rights holders of that tournament were talking about the same thing. You've had 24 hours to let it marinate. And with a couple more reports of positive tests, what are your thoughts on the Canadian institution of watching our kids attempt to beat the living bleep out of the rest of the world on Boxing Day and beyond? This is, of all the events, Tim, we've seen in 2020, all the sporting events facing this pandemic from a business standpoint and trying to figure it out. I have not seen a tournament on thinner ice, pardon the pun, than this World Juniors. Because you're hearing they could go, to, it's a 10-team tournament. They could do the tournament with eight. But you can't go below that threshold. And you've already got Sweden, their coach can't come. Like their head coach can't come. Yeah. Germany's taking hits left and right. Canada just got to, they had to send five kids home, like you mentioned yesterday. I mean, I, they're already behind the eight ball here, Tim. And if I'm Nike and Esso and the three-letter and Hockey Canada and major, major players in this, I'm super worried. And I want to reiterate, I feel like every time you and I talk about it here on Rogers Airwaves, we have to say this. I think it should go without saying, but I feel like we have to repeat it. I really want this tournament to happen. Mm-hmm. I love sports. So does this guy. We want this tournament to happen. You cannot tell me that there are intelligent people, either at the three-letter or Hockey Night in Canada, who aren't bleeping their pants right now at what's happening. Yeah. Because, again, the the Pfizer vaccine announcement in this country today, we're allowed to enjoy some good news, man. I I didn't mind hearing it. I'm a realist, but I think that it's good to hear stuff like that because it means there is some progress. But for this tournament, it is irrelevant. It is absolutely irrelevant to what is taking place. And I worry greatly that this thing isn't even going to get off the ground if two teams have to leave. 25-man rosters, you're already seeing positives in two nations, not even here yet. They have to travel. Other countries have to travel. Canada's already had a breakout. If I was a betting man, I say this thing doesn't even get off the ground. It doesn't even get off the ground. And it pains me to say that, but that's where I think this is going. That's where I think this is going. We'll see if Elliot Friedman has any news on that and the Board of Governors getting together and talking as we head towards an NHL season, at least we hope. Hand high. Tim, uh, we we hit some heavy issues this segment. The heaviest one, John Balaam at Tim and Sid puts up a poll. Should Tim McAuliffe ditch the beard? Tim McAuliffe is rocking a fantastic beard right now. I just I just brought it up to Sid before the show. Just before the show. John, no like no guff. We were just talking no about this. No guff. And the two choices that John Balaam at Tim and uh, at Tim and Sid writes is 
Oh, yeah? He should ditch the beard? No, it suits him. So I, I feel like a retweet is in order here, McAuliffe, on all our points. All right. I, I am, feel like we've got good a poll here from I'm John. I'm getting to that point where I feel like it's, it's, it's been polarized with me. I, I think it's time to go. I think, so I think it how might How long be have you been to... growing it? How long have you been growing it? Eh, I tried to take a... Uh, I tried to manicure it today, or I don't even know what you call it. It's not manicure. You manicure I think it's manicure. It? Well, manicure is what you do with your hands. Um, but whatever, groom. I tried to line Gen- it up gently, gently groom as, as my homies in Scarborough say. I like tried to line it up, <laughs> and uh, it just wasn't working. Yeah, I was grooming it, and it was not working. It was like eating up my my tiny little razor. I need bigger claws. Yeah, oh yeah. I don't mind yeah. it. I don't so, mind, honestly. I don't mind it. Like I think I think you should keep it unless unless you're getting r- super itchy with it because right. that's a this personal a, decision. It's a terrible poll for those listening on radio. Uh, but for those on TV, yes or no, uh, we'll get it. Uh, is is Giannis being grilled news in Canada? Attentacompo had to answer some questions. We'll play his answers for you and try and read the tea leaves. But coming up next, we're three days into MLB winter meetings, and basically nothing has gone on. Dan Schulman will try and figure this out with us next, right here on Tim and Sid. Should I shave the beard? Radio Don't on shave. TV. Don't shave. This is Tim and Sid. Live coast to coast on Sportsnet TV and locally in Toronto. Sportsnet 590. The fans still to come. Elliot Friedman and Kenny the Jet Smith. On an interesting day in the world of basketball, as Giannis is trending in Canada, we'll tell you what he said, and perhaps we'll try and get to the bottom of what it means. Uh, let's do some baseball here, Timmy, and we'll get to the bottom. We're trying to get to the bottom of what this means for the Jays in terms of where they sit in this free agency market right now. We'll get to that in a second with Dan Schulman. But as everyone knows, the Fort C. Frick Award uh, for Broadcasting Excellence was given out today and a spot in Cooperstown in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Dan Schulman was one of eight people nominated for this. Al Michaels, the legendary Al Michaels, is going in. And normally when people say it was an honor to be nominated, I think it's just a coping mechanism for their intense disappointment and helps them sleep at night. But I think in this case, this is one of those rare cases when you say it is an honor to be nominated. The depth of field in this was so insanely strong that Dan Schulman, who's on the line with us, Dan, I'm, I'm assuming it was an honor just to be nominated. It was. It, it is. It's a, it, yeah, it's not a coping mechanism. It, it, it was honestly an honor uh, to be nominated. Obviously, the fruit baskets I sent to all the voters were not nice enough. Al must have sent nicer fruit baskets than I did. But um, you know, and, and we talked about this. I think when the you know when the, when we first found out about this, I mean, it was my first time. Like it's it's Al Michaels, you know, and Joe Buck's on the list, you know. So. Um, I was uh, stunned, as you know, and very beyond honored to to be nominated uh, and didn't um, you can ask my wife, like I didn't spend five seconds saying, Gee, I wonder if I, you know, I, I just I, I was just thrilled to, to be there and, and um, uh, you know, to be on the list and to to watch the show that they did. They made an hour show out of that thing. I mean, they, they really got their money's worth out of it. But um, it, it was very cool. And, and, you know, something I can always say, hey, it was it was fun to get invited to the party. 
Dan, considering it's 2020 and, 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 the, and we're living in a type of world, do you want to contact Cooperstown and, and say that maybe the counting of the ballots isn't completely done yet? Do you want to have a recount? Do you want to, do you want to go down that road or no? Are we, are we, has it been certified? Like, yeah, should I go like hanging Chad like the old days? Like the oh, yeah, old school, old yeah. Days? Or, or, or is it... You know, wondering if four of the voters' ballots came in late, and and yeah, you, you've you've got some picture of like a, a Cooperstown employee with sunglasses on, stuffing them in his pocket. No, <laughs> I, I I think they got it right. I mean, I, again, it, it's like if you said to me, you know, before this thing ever happened, if you said to me, who's the best play-by-play man of your lifetime? It's Al Michaels. Like it's it's not even a question. It, it's Al Michaels, and in in whatever he does, you know. Uh, whether it's football, used to do a lot of basketball, obviously did a lot of baseball. Younger people, um, you know, may not have seen that, but did a lot of baseball. And, oh, by the way, you know, called the miracle on ice. That's not bad, you know. So, oh, that, yes. I mean, the, Good point. Yeah, Good the, point. Guy, the guy's got credentials, you know. So, um, I mean, I'm very, very happy for him. And, and um, it's funny, I'm, I'm in North Carolina right now, and the hotel I have to, uh, does not get MLB Network. So I FaceTimed my wife oh. at 159, and I said, can you just hold the phone up to the TV and we and we watch the whole thing like that? <laughs> it was the so dog, long. The dog doesn't know uh, what's going on. And you sat there for an hour. Yeah, wow. For an hour, actually, at one point she had to do something, so she propped the phone up for like ten minutes, and <laughs> and it was just me and the dog. Then it, it was, but I saw Al's speech, and you could see how touched he was. And and Costa spoke during the show, and he got in, I think, two years ago or three years ago. And you could see how touched he was. And Hawk Harrelson talked. And you could see how touched he was. So, you know, it's it's very cool even to be on the, you know, the fringiest fringe of all this. And, and I'm very happy for Al Michaels. He deserves it. I don't call it the fringiest of fringe. And I'm going to say this. I don't say things like this often. But I'm going to say it now. Al Michaels is one of my uh, my heroes. Like, I, that's a guy that when I was young, I said, I want to be like this guy. And you call a better basketball game and a better baseball game than Al Michaels, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Well, I appreciate that. I thought you were going to say that when you were young, you used to watch me call games, too, and then we were going to end the interview right away. I won't tell anyone that I once sent you my demo tape, Dan. I won't say that. <laughs> I won't tell anyone that. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. I, I mean, I, I feel you guys know how much I love what I do, and you guys know how much I love baseball and basketball. You know, you guys pay yeah. more attention to college hoops than the typical Canadian. So, you know, you've um, you've gotten to see some of the great, you know, fun places that I've gotten to go. And, and I, I, I really appreciate that. And, and I, I've tried to just kind of go about it, you know, the only way I know how. You, you know, you prepare for the game, you do the game, you go home and you do it again. And, and, and then you blink and you've been doing it 26 years and, and, and all of a sudden stuff like this starts happening. So um, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, again, Al is – uh, more than deserving, and Joe yep. Buck's getting into right. I mean, Joe Buck's called twenty-one yeah. World Series or whatever. I don't know. know. I, so, he has some more to prove, yeah. Dan. Don't you think, Joe Buck? <laughs> just a little. Like Canton is easy to get into Canton. You just go. Everyone gets into Canton, yeah. Ohio, for the yeah. Football yeah. Hall of Fame. But I don't know. I, I need a couple more World Series to figure it out. <laughs> uh, Dan Shulman here on Tim. And by the way, before we kind of move on here, I can't, I can't emphasize this enough. I, I retweeted it earlier today. The montage yeah. that MLB Network produced honoring all eight of the nominees for the Ford Seifert, including our friend Dan, was spectacular. If In my life, and God bless everyone around me, I will never be part of a montage like that for a variety of reasons. 
Dan, I felt yeah. I, I just I thought it was fantastic television. I, t- I tweeted out earlier the Tim and Sid account was nice enough to retweet it. Jeff Blair retweeted. I encourage anyone listening or watching this, give it four minutes of your day today. Yeah. It gave you chills. It's it's it was part of my childhood. And I just what was your reaction to that Dan? I was and I'm not mentioning the second shot of the entire piece with you and a young <laughs> Buck Martinez, which was just spectacular. But yeah, I yeah. I got chills watching it. I don't. I mean, I'm sure you had the same reaction. Yeah, it was very cool. I mean, to see, you know, Dizzy Dean from the 50s and Don Drysdale from the 70s and, and you know, that sort of thing. Uh, Al Michaels, one of the themes that went through the piece was Al Michaels at the 1989 World Series when the earthquake happened. So that kind of started, that kind of bookended the piece. Um, I had not seen that before, so didn't know what was coming. Uh, yeah, the second shot when I'm at that awkward, is he losing his hair? Is he not losing his hair? And why is he wearing Harry Potter's glasses and all kinds of bad <laughs> stuff? Like, they're just, there's just terrible stuff in there. But, um, you know, when you, uh, when you hear, it, it, it is. It, just as a baseball fan, it's very cool because it covered so many decades. Right. And somebody said on the show, on the show today, I, I, I think it was Ron Darling, I can't remember, said what's interesting about that this group is we have apples and oranges we have so many different kinds of people you know different eras different mediums different nationalities different styles all all sorts of things so yeah it it, it, um it it was very cool it was funny because when i started seeing it i said okay they're gonna play my david freeze home run call but they played joe buck's david freeze home run call and i guess they didn't want to play the same call for two guys so they didn't play my David Freeze home run call. So I'm filing an official protest with Cooperstown over that. But, yes, um, let's fight, yeah, but, Dan. Let's yeah. fight. We could do this. Yeah. Let's go. St. Mary's would never pull that on me. No, <laughs> never. Yeah. No, they got class. One of the fun things was they they closed it with um, the Cubs winning the World Series when I did that in, on radio back a few years ago, and then the piece kind of just faded to black, and I was like, damn, that's kind of cool, man. How do, I, how do I download that on my computer? So I'm trying to figure it out because it's on their Twitter account. But, yeah, it was, it was a, very, a very cool piece, and, and Dave Campbell, who was a finalist, a guy I worked with for a number of years, we were texting a little bit uh, during the show, and it's just it, – it's, uh, I won't lie. This has been, this has been fun, and, and, and uh, I was honored to be a part of it. Uh, use your phone. Copy video is how you do that. Uh, go to the okay, tweet. Got copy it. video yeah, on your phone. Uh, <laughs> Dan Schulman joining us here on Tim and Sid, a Hall of Fame guest, no matter what Cooperstown says for now. Um, we're three days into this virtual MLB winter meetings, and we have seen a lot of rumors and virtually nothing actually happened. Good or bad sign for the Toronto Blue Jays? I think they're going to do what they're going to do, to be honest with you. So I don't think that I thought the Lance Lynn thing might open up the floodgates a little bit because there aren't that many, you know, I I wouldn't call him. He's a very good pitcher. I don't think of him as an ace, but he, you know, he's a, there aren't that many guys at his level available either by trade or, or free agency. And I thought once Lynn went to the White Sox that then the four or five other teams might go, "Uh Oh, we got to get a guy soon, whether that's, trading for Sonny Gray or whether it's signing another free agent. So I kind of thought things were going to get going. I I don't know, Tim, that I look at it as good or bad for the Blue Jays. I I think the Blue Jays, uh, uh, in a big-picture sense, are in a really good uh, good spot. We know they've got money to spend. We know they're in on a lot of things. um, And I, I think they're going to make a pretty big splash. Where I think they're actually in a really good spot is a few weeks from now, when now you're into the, the, the next tier down of available players, and I think the Blue Jays can wait out that market a little bit and 
you know, find pretty good players who aren't going to cost them very much money because the, the market's been flooded, right, with all the non-tenders and teams don't want to spend money. There's more demand than – there's more supply than demand, I think, on the market. So I think they're in good shape. I, I don't think they're going to get Springer from what I've heard. Maybe they get Lindor. That makes me nervous unless there's a negotiation window and they sign him to a long-term contract. I hope they get one of the you know real A plus top tier guys, but if they don't, I hope they get like three of the B guys. You know whether it's Wong and Taiwan Walker and Jackie Bradley. Look, there are lots of different ways they can make themselves better. It doesn't have to be Springer. It doesn't have to be Lindor. They've got the flexibility and the versatility to get better a number of different ways. And uh, I, I don't think you know Ross Atkins is. Uh, you, you know I think they're I think they're a hundred percent genuine and sincere. They're going after people, and, and I think they're going to get some. Uh, Dan Schulman here on Tim and said, uh, Dan, and, and for the listening and viewing audience, the latest from Andy Martino of SNY, Mets not close to a deal with Springer right now. There have been some reports conflicting in either direction on including his. Today. Yeah, including his own. So Andy Martino is, is disputing Andy Martino's reporting earlier in the day. That's that's the state of the winter meetings we're in. Um, I, I Allow me to just recycle a question that we asked J.P. Morosi last week. And Dan, in the last 90 seconds we got here, I'm curious your take. If you're the Jays, you can get one free agent, sign no one else, but you can bring in one guy this offseason. Who is it? Springer. I think it's Springer. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I go Springer ahead of Real Muto. I go Springer ahead of Bauer. Uh, who's the? I always forget the last. There's one, always one that I'm forgetting who are the other top-tier guys. But I think it's Springer. I, I think Springer is really good. Tanaka? He's a great um, yeah, I, I don't Le- put LeMahieu? DJ LeMahieu? LeMahieu. I'm sorry, LeMahieu. LeMahieu. Can I have a tie between Springer and LeMahieu? I mean, yes, either yeah. one, they're, they're very different. You know, um, Springer helps the outfield defense, and I think, you know, you give him a five-year deal, he's going to hit for the next five years. I, I really believe that. LeMahieu is a hitting machine and I think would bring an element of veteran professionalism, use the whole field, not strike out, you know, just – makes them look different. He can play three different positions. To me, it's toss a coin, Springer or LeMahieu. If you could get either one of those, that's a that's an A-plus signing. I'd love to see either one of those guys. All right, let me cross-sport you before we let you go. Um, LeMahieu, I'll throw Lindor in a trade because that's what I was thinking of when you thought of the other guy. I'm like, is it Lindor? No, he's he's the trade guy. Bauer, yeah. Springer, LeMahieu, Lindor to Toronto or Giannis Attentacompo to Toronto. What is the most likely? I think the most likely is Francisco Lindor to Toronto. All right. But I'm not. Let's go. I don't. I don't. I'm not an NBA expert, so I'm not deep in the weeds on the Giannis. Thing. You do so, this all the time, Dan, with the NBA thing. You're like, I'm not an NBA guy, I'm not, and then you can go an hour and a half <laughs> on most franchises. Currently, you play this NBA card. All I've seen you yeah. do it a thousand. Please. Please, right. your your Giannis take is as important as anyone else's. Believe okay. I me. Think they, I think they might do the Lindor thing, even though it makes me nervous. But if they don't do it this year, I think they might do it next year. Like if he gets to free agency, you know what I mean? Rather right. than have to yep. give up, rather than give up two or three really good young players for him, you throw Bo out there for another year, or you get Anderson Simmons as a stopgap or something like that. But eventually, I think there's a really good chance Lindor's a blue jay. Uh, next time you come on, we're going to ask you uh, why you're nervous about that because that's the natural follow, but we're out of time. Uh, listen, right. we appreciate you joining us uh, from North Carolina. I'm guessing you're calling Tar Heels or Blue Devils. Uh, oh, Tar Heels, tough loss. Iowa, um, tough loss for Duke. Who, who you got? 
Well, in 10 seconds or less, I got caught up in contact tracing and didn't do the game last night I was supposed to do. That's, this is the first time I've said that. Oh. I was supposed to, do, supposed to do the Duke game Tuesday. Somebody I worked with Sunday tested positive. I got caught up in contact tracing. Eventually, it was discovered it was a false positive, but I spent three days in my hotel room waiting to be uh, set free. So I got set free today, and the game I was supposed to do tonight got canceled yesterday, NC State, Michigan, because NC State's having problems. So my next game is Sunday. I've got uh, Texas and Baylor Sunday uh, from a, a studio in in North Carolina. So the game is in Waco, Texas. The producer will be in Bristol, Connecticut. I will be in Charlotte, North Carolina. And the Vitalian Stallion will be in Sarasota, Florida. So really, what could go wrong? Uh, Dan, the the eventual producer of the 30 for 30 on this whole pandemic, line one. He needs an interview, maybe a couple over a series of days, because you have some stories, friend. Um, Dan, we love you. We love you. Always appreciate when you jump on, and uh, take care. Stay safe down there, man. All right, thanks. Right back at you, boy. See you soon. Uh, There is Danny Shulman. That's amazing. I was just asking out of the sheer curiosity. No, no, we had no idea any of that. Wow. That's but like it's, it's It's surprising to hear, but like, you let it sink in for another couple seconds, and not that surprising. <laughs> it's I, it's happening. You know, I asked the Giannis question to set up our next segment. When we come Please. back, did Giannis say something that makes Toronto Raptor fans happy? We'll play it for you and discuss next here on Tim and Sit, Sportsnet Radio and TV. This is Tim and Sid. We are coast-to-coast on Sportsnet Television, live on the radio, Sportsnet 590, locally in Toronto. Giannis Antetokounmpo's contract is still the biggest story in the NBA, and a former MVP was at a strip club instead of reporting to the team that will pay him $41 million this year. Those are both real things on planet Earth right now. Safe to say, Sid? Those are your headlines in the NBA, yes. And if you want to throw like a lot a lot of positives when team when players reported once you know once they got there, you can do that too. Yes. But not many people are talking about that. It's Harden, it's Giannis. Uh the Siakam is looking great will be the line of Raptors camp. I digress. Giannis has until December 21st to sign his Supermax deal with the Bucks. And when they made a couple moves in the offseason, a bunch of people told us, ah, fait accompli. He still hasn't signed it, and today he was finally asked about it, and this is what he said. Uh, right now, Eric, I'm not, I'm not focusing on that. You know, I know my, my agent, Alex, and um, John Horst, and the Bucks ownership are focusing on uh, those discussions, and I'm just trying to focus on myself, how I can get better, how I can help my teammates be better, how I can be ready Saturday to play our first preseason game. Hmm. Um, hmm. A couple things. One, I mean, there, there are two guys you wanted to hear from when these camps opened. With all due respect to Siakam and all the other story in LeBron, and LeBron has some great things to say uh, over the last few days. But to me, it was Harden, Giannis. Still waiting on Harden. And he technically doesn't have to talk to the media because he has to go through six days of positive, excuse me, negative COVID tests first. Harden knew what he was doing. Doesn't have to talk to anybody for another six days. He's not even a report. He can't technically until he passes all those tests. So that Harden's over here. He's not going to speak anytime soon unless he posts something. Giannis 
saying he he's not really thinking about his deal right now is the the biggest lie you're ever going to hear in your life. That's a super max. That's sitting there. That's over $200 million. Don't tell me, oh, my agent will handle it. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's 2020. No, the, let, the consumers are a little bit more savvy than they used to be on Don't that. give us the don't do that. Don't do that. He's not signing it. Come on. Now, let's get to that. I agree with you. If, He's not signing it. If he signing. was going to sign it, it would have been a much different answer. What I heard there was he's not signing it. And if he's not signing it, the Milwaukee Bucks are in a position. And the reason he answered that was because he didn't want to tell everybody this. But the Milwaukee Bucks are now in a position where they have to either deal him, which would be one of the toughest deals they've ever had, or go down the Chris Bosch line. It will be the toughest deal they've had since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Or walk down the Chris Bosch line in Toronto of attempting to keep him and potentially losing him for nothing. I think that's what happened today. Mike Budenholzer said it's not championship or bust in Milwaukee. Today, Giannis also said it's not championship or bust in Milwaukee. So then sign the contract. Exactly. Because if you don't, what are we doing here? What are you waiting on? If a championship isn't that important to you, what are we waiting on? Come on. The first 50 games of the season? Forget it. Yeah. That'll 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 tilt him over. Give me a break. Give me a break. There's still a chance, Toronto. There's still a chance. It's time for real sports talk with Tim McCallum and Sid Sexero. Thank you very much, Sheepdog. Still to come on this edition of Tim and Sid. We'll bring up the Giannis Attentacombo debate with Kenny the Jet Smith. Also, like that James Harden thing, I know that there are those who don't like basketball, but imagine one of the best players in the league getting paid $41 million decides he'd rather be at a rapper's <laughs> birthday party at a strip club than reporting for work in the middle of a global pandemic. Like it, that is, I'm a new school guy. I think I have old school tendencies without a doubt. That's a slap in the face to everyone in Houston. Brand new head coach, brand new GM. All valid. You're also missing the point where you also want the new GM you have to trade you to your old GM. Right. So so have the new GM, Raphael Stone, look at Philadelphia and Daryl Morey and just let him have you. Just let it, 40 million a year? Sure. Let him have you too as you're trying to actually make your own career as a general manager in the NBA, something that you've kind of also worked for. So throw all that on top of it. I wouldn't touch James Harden with a 10-foot pole. He's He's one of the great scorers of his generation. No one can debate it. No one can debate it. He had Chris Paul. The second he lost Chris Paul, he couldn't get to a final. Brian Westbrook, no problem. Cater the entire offense with D'Antoni around him in a way we've almost never seen before in the history of the league. Correct. And it still wasn't enough, Tim. Your point is so valid. Like, what, honestly, 
If you were running a team, Tim, and ownership wasn't down your throat on this, if this was your call. I wouldn't bring him in. Thank you. Now, I know Daryl Morey and him have a different relationship. I get it. I get it. But there's got to be more of a macro view of this. It's insane what he's doing in this moment. It is nuts at 40 mil a year. It's crazy. Crazy. People, pi- people pinned it on Westbrook, and Westbrook was like four hours early to his first day in Washington. And my guy, was, my guy was nowhere to be found in Houston. I think that speaks volumes about what they were trying to do. And let's be honest, for all of the accolades that he has brought in, he's never done it in the postseason. And I would be worried about my reputation if I were James Harden, although I could also just count my money. Uh, earlier in the show, Sid Sixero brought up something that I didn't necessarily agree with, but it's since been retweeted by our group and the Sportsnet group. It is an all-Canadian division in the National Hockey League, not just this year because of the global pandemic, which looks like it's going to be ha- happening and a lot of fun, but beyond. And a lot of people are reacting to the negative which is not something I necessarily expected. I thought that fans might eat this up. Ian writes in, no Elliott Friedman yet, right, guys? I was told Friedman isn't there yet. Yeah, let's go. We're good. Ian writes in and says, I don't want to do this for Friedman listening, but if he's not here, then we'll do it. Ian writes in and says, short-term fix during the pandemic, otherwise idiotic. Get over the it's our game nonsense. The great players will never line up to play in Winnipeg. TV revenue has peaked here. The league needs American television revenue, which is the next one up, by the way. Yeah, the TV contract with NBC Sports Network is up, and that's going to be a tricky, that's going to be a, 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 finicky, a finicky one to handle in this economic environment. No doubt, Timmy. No doubt. Um, I think you're also talking about American TV because they'd be getting all American matchups. Yeah, way more yeah. I, I mentioned. I thought I mentioned that. Yeah, I'll just double it up. Yeah, um, Canadian TV wins. American TV wins. And I know. And, and I know what you, some of you out there are thinking like, how many times are Canadian teams on, on American TV anyway in the regular season? I, I I grant you that. But this just cuts cuts the cord on it. Like you don't have to pretend anymore. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I said the travel. So if you're going to say travel, just pipe down. I've already said it. Uh, Viking writes in and says, because you'd have dramatically fewer players signing in Canada. That's why. Really? You don't get to travel to... Listen, if you're in really? if you're in Toronto, what's the best road trip of the year? No, but hold Okay, let's back up. I'm glad you read Tampa. that. Tampa. I, I, I want to make this clear. In, if you're in Vancouver. I'm, yeah. I'm not suggesting... To California. I'm not suggesting never leave Canada. <laughs> no, no. You're saying the no, divisions. I'm saying the division, and Vancouver gets their four games with the Kraken, and the Leafs can go down to Boston, and the Habs can go down to Boston, and Winnipeg, if they want to go down to Minnesota, they can go down to Minnesota. Like, you create an 82-game schedule here. In, in year one, with the border closed, yes, you play each other. You don't leave Canada. That's, what I'm, that's an obvious point. But after that, I still think you can have a Canadian division, per se, and still have guys go down and have a night in Dallas, which I hear is nice. So I hear Graham writes in and says, nope, hearing about the Leafs in every team's conversation daily would make me nauseous. <laughs> that is <laughs> fair point, friend. All right. Would we, would we not talk about the other team as well? I don't, like, is, it, is that an automatic no, but assumption? You, but you know, you know, and I know 
that every team in Canada is very sensitive about hearing Correct. about the Leafs. And Correct. when you're talking about them in the same division, there are going to be a lot of fan bases that are going to be yelling and screaming, why are you always talking about the Leafs? As Six Zero has a Leafs jersey over his right shoulder. It was sent to me. I didn't ask for it, but thank you. There's also, appreciate it. Move, move your I'm fat head. That. There's also an Edmonton jersey don't, hanging don't, out. T- don't say I got a fat head, Tim McAuliffe. How dare well, you? I know a fat head when I see one. Let me tell you that. So we got Elliot Freeman on the line. We got all this hockey stuff going on. We got a poll. Should Tim McAuliffe ditch the beard? No, it suits him. 67%. Ah, uh, yeah. 32%. So the pro beard crowd is out. Uh, Elliot Freeman, we have some hot topics on the table for you. How you doing, friend? How are things? Not bad, guys. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Someone uh, who knows beards well. Yeah, do you suggest Tim gets rid of it now? I, I'm, not a, I'm not aware if you're near a television or not. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But I, I, ask, I'm curious does, your take. Does the company have a position on it? No. Probably not. Say, At least not to my face. <laughs> At least not to my face, Elliot. <laughs> uh, All right, Elliot. I'm very pro beard. I'm pro beard. Right. Are you pro? Are you pro Canadian division past one year? Are you pro making it oh, kind yeah. of sort of? Who wouldn't want that? Uh, although we'd probably get tired of it. Like, like if if people. Um, let me ask you something. Like, if, if you knew that you couldn't see Ovechkin, would you want that? No, but my proposal past year one is you can't. The 82-game schedule would be compromised of, quote-unquote, more sexy American regional-type matchups. Vancouver gets the Kraken and whatnot. Like, you would get that. But what I'm saying well, is... So, so give me your full proposal. First Here's the full proposal. We're, we're going we're gonna to do this whole thing knowing it's never going to happen. But Unless someone's like, listening and I nail the proposal. So let me, let me right. take a run still, at this. It still won't matter. I'll tell let you a story a bit later on. So, right. Okay, crush my dreams after. Let me have my yeah, moment let, here. Let him lay crush out the dreams, dreams and then you yes, can smash him yeah. when he's done. So, so you have the All-Canadian Division, obviously, this year, and hopefully the border opens up at some point. So, but that's the deal this year. The following year, still... Mm-hmm. Canadian division, however they line up the American teams. Yep. All postseasons begin. First two rounds are like they were when we were growing up. Smite division, Norris, Adams, Patrick. They all play off in the division. You have a Canadian team minimum in the semifinals. Don't you have to call them conference? Yep. Yep. Minimum. I think that works for TV, especially in this country. Yep. I think it helps American TV. I think I, I just I kind of like the thought of it because I mean, with all due respect to taking on the Canes in round one, if you're in Canadian television, I think there's sexier matchups out there. I think there's a better way to package this. And, and, and we all know TV needs money made up on what was lost over these last nine months. And you would play a schedule in the division and outside the division Correct. as well, so that people don't think it's like this year where you're just playing in the division. I'm trying to help sit out here. Yeah, you know, like, I got to tell you, uh, like, I think the NHL has to push revenues uh, farther than ever now, and they have to be willing to do things. that We've talked about this. They're going to have to do things revenue-wise that they hadn't done. And I like the idea, particularly for Canadian television and revenue, of, have, of guaranteeing a Canadian team in the conference semifinal, like, or the Stanley Cup semifinal. I really like that. I think it's a good idea. But here's the problem, like, Years ago, uh, and this, this goes back a long way. Like, this is over a decade. And I remember I talked to the league about what if you 
like create a rivalry schedule. And, you know, I, I said, like, okay, you, you know, the Canadian teams play each other maybe four, four to six times a year. And then you say, okay, you pick your rivals and you go there. And they said to me, the problem with that is they asked teams once to rank their opponents. Like, basically, who would you want to see in your building? And as you can imagine, there are four or five teams that nobody picked or barely got picked. And then it, that becomes a real problem because you, somebody has to play an unbalanced amount of games with them, and it affects your attendance and things like that. So that, that's why. The other thing, too, is, like, you know, like, Florida's never want to get – Florida and Tampa, they're never going to want to give up those December games with the Canadian teams, Arizona and, you know, Arizona and Vegas, they've become big destination games now for a lot of fans. When their team goes on the road, you go to Arizona and Vegas. Every time a Canadian team plays in Arizona, you see all those Canadian fans there. I just don't think they'd want to give that up, but like Sid, I think the Canadian hockey fans would probably love it. Um, Maybe in a few years they get bored. Here's what I hope they try this year. From what I understand, at least as of a couple hours ago, they haven't sorted out the playoffs yet this year after the first two rounds. I hope for this year, and I just thought of this today, they leave it open-ended. And they say, let's see who from the Canadian division wins. So if, let's just say, Toronto because I heard you guys all talking like how everybody loves to hear about Toronto. So let's say <laughs> Toronto wins the Canadian division after two rounds of playoffs. Then they say, okay, for the playoffs this year, Toronto's playing an Eastern, Eastern time zone opponent. And if Vancouver, say, wins the Canadian division, they, win, they face the winner of the Pacific division. So we don't know who plays each other in the final four, until we see who wins the Canadian division. So time zones dictate final four matchups. Time zones dictate final fours. Hmm. Because if you, when they did this last realignment, the one we're in now, they wanted to they wanted to reseed the final four. They wanted to set it up one versus four and two versus three. And one of the reasons they said no was they didn't want like a New York LA semifinal. They thought it was too much. So if that's a concern, why don't we do that this year? We don't know who's playing in the Final Four until we know who wins the Canadian division. Uh, but that ruins the bracket that nobody fills out. Uh, Elliot Friedman joining us here on Tim and Sid. Cause so you know, no, I think it's even better because if you had your playoff bracket blown up in the first round, you get a second chance. <laughs> you get to rewrite it? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, either way, I, Colby I, Armstrong's going to cut a commercial about it. You know that, like with a truck or something. <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get the sponsorship in, Macal. We'll do it. But what, anyway, so what, Sid, like that's why it won't happen because they know there's certain teams no one's going to want to play. There's soft spots. I hear I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Arizona. <clears throat> um, so let's I'll have the conversation. Back then, the, the last ranked team was not Arizona. Hmm. Columbus, Carolina. No, at, at the time, this was Florida? over a decade ago, it was Florida. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. That was the one they had the biggest trouble with. Yeah. Uh, all right. So what else are you hearing from the owner's call today? Or are you hearing anything from the owner's call today? Well, I, I heard, like, you know, they went over the divisions. They said, this is, this is kind of what we're looking at. And, you know, we knew that there was a certain 
uh, thing that they were looking at uh, uh, a couple weeks ago or about a couple months ago. And Pittsburgh and Philadelphia were not in the same division. So they flipped Carolina out and they moved Carolina into that sort of like Columbus, Detroit, Nashville, Florida, Tampa division. And they put Pittsburgh and Philadelphia back together. That's sort of like the, the Northeast division. It's the New York, it's the New York area teams. It's Buffalo and Boston and it's Pittsburgh, Philly and Washington who all should be together. And so that flip was made. And also it sounds like now they flipped uh, Minnesota with St. Louis. Like Minnesota was the team that was supposed to, the one team from that sort of north Midwest area that was supposed to go west. Now it's St. Louis, but I've heard that that's still a bit of a battle. So I'm not sure how that's going to end up. Um, you know, they said they're going to have another meeting next week where they're likely going to vote. I, I think the. The league and the players want to get this done by the end of the week to vote early next week because they want to start getting their players in. The target date for the season is still January 13th. The teams that made the playoffs last year would report for training camp on January 3rd. Um, and the teams that didn't would get a couple extra days uh, before that. Um, you know, I, I, I heard there was a Q&A. I, I tried to find out if there were any, like, hard questions or fireworks to this point. I I'm, don't doesn't sound like it. Um, you know, like, I, I think that's kind of what we're looking at here. I think, I, I think the league is also working on a hub plan. And I think that hub plan, if they have to do it, and it's not a preference, would, would let, I think some of the cities that could be involved are uh, were Newark, Columbus, Vegas, and I think in Canada it would probably be either Edmonton or Toronto. So like, like it's not what they want to do, but they may have no choice. They want to be prepared. As we all do. Elliot Friedman, Hockey yeah. Night in Canada here on Tim and Sid. Freege, I think I know the answer to this, but just I'm, I'm curious if you've talked to people today. The, the uh, Health Canada has given the okay to the Pfizer vaccine. Yeah. Does, does this do anything to the Board of Governors' discussions and the players' discussions right now? You know, I'll tell you this. I, well, one thing I think they're going to talk about is, you know, the, the vaccine being mandatory, whether it is or isn't. I would assume it's going to be, but I don't know that. Um, that's, you know, I don't know what we're talking about here in terms of what order everyone's going to get it. And I'm, I'm sure there's there 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 going to be aware that if it's perceived that the NHL or any other league is jumping the queue, they're going to hear it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the one thing that I do know is that Dr. Fauci said last week that, or it was two weeks ago, I can't remember exactly, that the next league that's going to start with full fans is going to be the NFL next year. I, that's what he said. And, you know, I, I know that resonated with NHL owners. I mean, um, you know, it's such a gate-driven league, as you guys know. Um, I, I know there's guys who, you know, should we wait or should we extend our season for the possibility to get more fans in? And I think the commissioner's against it. I, I think the players are against it. Um, so we're going to start, you know, hopefully in January. But, you know, I, I think there's some regret or disappointment that, it's it's likely that this year said they won't get full bang for the buck in terms of vaccine availability and what that could mean for their crowds. So, if I'm to believe or if I'm to to 
believe my own thoughts on what you're saying. It's that they would sit out an entire season in the hopes of coming back full or like I, I was under the idea you just plow through this season and that's what this 52 games is about. You get fans in a certain amount of stadiums in a certain amount of places and you take what you can get and move on. But are, are you saying that there are some owners who are just hoping don't play, wait for September to start, and then you can kick off with full stadiums like the NFL will? I think there are some who would do that. I don't think it's a majority, but I think there are some, for sure. I mean, there's there's no question. Like, um, you know, I was on with JD and Ben this morning, and I was talking about it with them. That, you know, there are some teams that feel they're going to lose more money if they play uh, without fans than if they don't play at all. And um, you know, it's it's tough. It's it's very very difficult. I mean, anybody out of course there you will. running? Yeah, anybody of course out you will. But then you look like the ECHL. That's exactly it. And and that's what yeah. this is about. You know, like like I said, Tim, like the commissioner has been resolute that they're going to play. And I know there have been negatives, uh, negative moments and negative times, but I have always been positive that they are going to play. I think there's challenges uh, like any other business has right now, but I've always believed he was going to get them to play, and I still think that's going to happen. Elliot Freeman here on Tim and Sid. Um, I mean, speaking of the minors, and Timbers brought it up, if you're Calgary, if you're Edmonton, you're Vancouver, you have affiliates in the States. Yeah. How, how does this work from a roster size standpoint? Like, where, where do you think it's, it's moving towards? Well, I think it's, this is going to be a very tough thing on the American Hockey League. Like, I, I, I do think this is going to be a, uh, a, a huge um, – I think it's going to be a huge challenge for them. I think what it's going to do, and, and CJ talked about this yesterday on a hit I did with him and David, it's that I think they're going to expand the rosters, and then I think they're going to have a taxi squad. So all in all, depending on how they want to call it, I think Sid, we're looking at about 30 players per team. I think you're going to be forced to carry at least three goalies. At least um, that. Yeah. I don't at know least. if they're going to if they're going to kidnap one and keep them locked away from everyone else so we don't have a Denver Broncos quarterback situation. (laughs) But I I, I think that's really tough because, you know, like the American Hockey League, um, a lot of those players probably would play in the AHL. And, you know, there's some teams where it's nice and easy. If you're the Maple Leafs or the Senators or the – or the uh, Winnipeg Kings, Jets, if they're allowed the to play. Jets, yeah, yeah you, you can just put those teams in your American Hockey League. You don't have to worry about carrying extra guys if you don't want to. But if you're, you know, those three Western teams or you're some of the U.S. teams that, you know, where maybe it's a little farther to, to travel, it's not really too big a deal, but in some situations it's a bit of a deal. Maybe you look at it as, you know, it's a bit more challenging, but... There's no question those three teams will have to be a bit more bloated. I know they're working about, like, I I know for the taxi squad, they're talking about AHL salaries and NHL per diems, but I'm wondering about how it's all going to work in terms of the cap and things like that. You know, it's, it's interesting. They You know, they proposed a, you know, a couple of things the Players Association did. You know, they, they proposed an extra 500000 on the cap for next season and 500000 the year after, and, they proposed compliance buyouts as long as the players didn't have to pay for them and things like that. And all of that stuff kind of went nowhere. So, you know, they're grinding away. And, but it looks like, Sid, you're going to be able to carry about 30 guys. Hmm. Um, Elliot Freeman, Fried, for, forgive me, 20 more seconds here. 
for them to start January. Where where else am I going right now? Well, we got Kenny the Jet Smith. Like you, he is also a big deal. He is also a big deal. You know this. He's a a much bigger deal than I am. No, but I've I've heard you described as the Kenny the Jet Smith of the Hockey Night panel. Like, (laughs) you guys are are kindred spirits. Um, For them to start January 13th, what's the drop? What's the final date? for a vote from the Board of Governors and the players? Like, what is what is that date for January 13th to happen? Well, that's why I think they want to do it by next week. I, like, I, I think the players might do are, are hoping to do it, I don't know, maybe, uh, like, beginning of next week at the latest. And I think the, the, the players will go first and the Board of Governors would go after, which would be middle to end of next week. I, I, I think that I, I think you're looking – if we're going past next week, you know, we're really in trouble because players got to get back, right? And, you know, they, they, we've got to see about quarantines. And it sounds like, you know, the, uh, the guys who missed playoffs last year, they're going to be asked to report around December 31st now. So, you know, you got to finish – try to finish your quarantine before that. Uh, Freeze, always appreciate you. Uh, my beard Sherpa, if I need help getting up this mountain, <laughs> I may need to call you. Uh, appreciate your time and effort. All right, guys. And, Tim, don't even groom it. Just say, like, here I am, au naturel. No, like Freeze, we know your beard style. You We're aware. Yes, we're aware of your beard style. We got you. Yeah, I, we know. You don't we bend know. to them. You don't bend to the man. You make the man bend to you, Tim. <laughs> Appreciate it, Bridge. Man, again, Tim, peep. Sixty-seven percent of Tim and citizens want you to not touch it. They love the beard. They think it's a great look. They think it's part of you now. Uh, They just showed on TV the the fridge, the the abomination that his became. (laughs) God bless Thornton Lightning. It's like I'm. I'm, I was was inspired by his ability to go on one of the heritage TV shows in this country's history. And look like he could guide us up uh, the Himalayas. Like, I, I, I was impressed. I was impressed. Uh, so for those who don't know, Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, the Islanders, the Rangers, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, Washington, Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, Tampa, and Nashville, um, Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, L.A., San Jose, St. Louis, Vegas, and then the Canadian teams is what's being talked about. Another wrinkle in your all-Canadian division, Sid, is that Seattle comes. So how do you figure out the four, yeah. eight teams unless you just leave one out? If, if you leave one out, it's, that's the easy answer. But if you want to get uh, specific about it, yes, that is a that is a wrinkle in the plans as well. He didn't completely destroy my idea. He didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't, he didn't give it full support, but he, he didn't completely destroy it. So maybe there's hope. I don't know. Giannis, Harden, and how the Raptors shape up in the East Kenny the Jet Smith of the TNT crew joins us next right here on Tim and Sid Sportsnet Radio and TV. This is Tim and Sid Sportsnet, Sportsnet 590, the fan. We are hungry. We are chomping at the bit to get into this NBA story. As I make more puns, and McAuliffe downs to what I think. Muffin? Delicious-looking muffin, Tim. Did I read that incorrectly? No, you read that incorrectly. That was a dad's oatmeal cookie, which is, you know, I am fond of. A dad's oatmeal cookie. There are people that will go to the wall for the dad's oatmeal cookie. I think it's the most overrated cookie on earth, unless they're a sponsor. It's an underrated cookie. 
It is, uh, it is not one that people oh. go to often, and I've said this before on the show, uh, that is most definitely an underrated cookie. Kenny the Jet Smith of Inside the NBA on TNT joining us here. Uh, so many important NBA topics to discuss, Kenny. Let's start with your favorite cookie. What is your favorite cookie, your go-to? Is it Oreo? What is it? Oatmeal raisin, brother. Famous, famous. Oh, see? What's with see? the oatmeal with you guys? Are you serious? There you go. Do you know, do you know how good Fudgios are? Do you know how good Oreos no, no, are? No, no, no. But you, you can, you, listen, do you eat oatmeal for breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. You ever eat oatmeal? You could actually give your kid an oatmeal cookie if it doesn't have a lot of sugar in it for breakfast because it's the exact same thing as oatmeal. And they'll eat it. And you, they think they're eating a cookie and they're just eating oatmeal. <laughs> That's it. Put a little brown I think, sugar uh, in it. Good. I think, uh, yeah, big on the oatmeal with brown sugar. Um, but I will say this. I think raisins are horse crap. Oh, raisins are uh, I'm a raisin guy, man. I'm, I'm down the middle on raisins. Guy. Like, I don't hate raisins, but I, they no, never do anything for me. Raisin. No, they, no, I love raisins. I put, I put raisins on salads. <laughs> There's, you put, you don't put a potato oh, salad, do you? Raisin? You've never yeah, had a I'm, cran raisin? I'm big on the cran raisins. I'll do that. Okay. All right. All right. No problem. Now, now we can talk about it. We're learning a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny the Jet Smith. Uh, it's been too long, man. How's how's the, how's everyone doing? How's the fam? How are you? As you know, yeah, everyone's okay, man. We're I'm in uh, I'm in the Los Angeles area. We're locked down again. Mm-hmm. Nothing's open. Can't go anywhere. But I'm I'm all right being at home. <laughs> I'm okay. You can't you can log on to JetAcademy.com though. Yo, yes, you can. JetAcademy.com. Get some instruction. Yeah, we got some holiday special going on. You get some free headphones, free from JBL. You get free T-shirts, free basketballs, and you get to work out with Draymond Green and CJ McCollum right now. <laughs> get better, get your game better. TheJetAcademy.com. Great, thanks See? for the promo, guys. So even, wait a second. Even if, in lockdown, if I get to matter. work out, if I get to work out with Draymond, does he chirp me through Zoom? <laughs> oh, he's gonna he's gonna scream at you for sure. <laughs> I want the whole like Draymond, Draymond experience. If I'm gonna be no, part gonna of this. <laughs> You're going to get it, brother. Log in to JetAcademy.com, and you will you get go. the experience with Draymond to work out. He's different. Like, he is different. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I have a lot of people, and we'll get to what we're talking about, but this is part yeah. of it. I have a lot of players that's come through and worked out with the Jet Academy, all great players. You know, Trey Young and Rick Oladipo, blah, blah, blah. He's the only guy that brought his own cones. To, he brings his own cones to the workout. He brings a trainer. And he goes full speed all the time. He's the only guy who's done that. And, he, and, I, and, and, and my son asked him the question. He's like, Draymond, like, you know, you're doing the drill. He's like, he said, that's the difference between me. I'm a champion all the time. Those guys are champions sometimes. Like, wow. That's a direct quote. I'm a champion direct, all the time. Direct quote. Direct quote. I'm a champion all the time. That's the difference between me and them. He can't just turn it on, Sid. The guy can't. brought his own cones to run around. Like, he brings there the cones. Like, he brought his own cones. Like, who does that? He brings his <laughs> own cone to, a, to, a, to his own shoe. Like, right. it's crazy. It's crazy. Your old school coach with the high K-way pants. You know those? Remember that dude that walked into, he had the cones and everything in the back trunk, and he never took it oh, out? Oh, the polyester <laughs> shorts that come out. Oh, down yeah. Remember those, remember those polyester shorts? that Those were great shorts. I got to get Remember the button? They had, a, they had a double button on the front. 
Oh yes, those were like those were the greatest shorts ever made. They don't even make them anymore. Those are the most comfortable shorts ever. I picked up my first girlfriend in those shorts. Man. <laughs> we won't say why. Um, Kenny the Jet Smith, NBA on TNT. What, Sid? Don't um, listen. I know you've been high on the Rockets in the past, and I know you played there. And I know you know the franchise, and I know you know the market. Is the James Harden era over in Houston? Uh, I don't know if the James Harden era is over, but they need to get better to compete in the West. They're they're not good enough as constructed to be a Western Conference final team. And that's what James Harden's seeing right now. And he's like, that's where, oh, you could trade me. You know, that's where that comes from. He's like, I think I'm just as good as Barbara. I don't even know James. I'm just thinking how I would be thinking. Like, um, I'm good as Anthony Davis or LeBron. I think I could do that. I could do what they do. But I don't know if I got enough around me to do what they do. You know, all together. So I'm okay with being traded, being with Joel Embiid. You know, I'm all right with that. But do you agree with how he's going about it? Kenny, I mean, we were talking earlier in the show. Like, look, LeBron showed up to camp on time. Those guys in the bubble who were there the entire time, Miami, Jimmy Butler, they showed up all time. Are you you won two titles with that franchise? Is there a good way to break up with your girlfriend? She's gonna be mad either way. (laughs) Like, stop. But do you have to play these games with little baby's birthday, and then you got to get tested for six days? Little baby's big. If you text her. He's going to be like, he didn't have enough heart to text me. He texted me. He didn't even, you show up. He actually showed up and going to tell me in my face that I'm not going to be his girl anymore. Oh, you come in with another girl. He's actually dated someone. Like, there's no good way to break up. Like, there's none. Just break up, man. I don't care. If you want to break up, just ask for it anytime. But, he, but he's saying, no trade, me, trade me to my ex-GM. For pennies on the dollar, like this, it's 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 amazing. No, like you, like you're okay with everything hey, wait, James Harden's done. Have any other girl ever? You've, broken you've up seen with me. You? Do you have to ask that question? You've seen me. <laughs> okay, okay, right, uh, right. <laughs> so don't worry, I did okay. She broke up. I did okay because I was gonna just, I was just gonna like really be rude and go. When the last person broke up with you, knowing that it happened, That's, you know, yeah. did you, you know. feel good about the way they broke up with you, or you were like? What a what a b! Like what is wrong with her? You didn't. But no one. But no, no one likes. She would have done. But no one likes to be ghosted. This is the central. This is the equivalent of an NBA no, ghosting. I'm okay. Like if you ghost me, I might be okay with that too. Like I'm not going to be okay with any of it. Like you just you stop calling me. I'm not okay with that. You text me. I'm not okay with that either. You actually bring another guy around me. I'm not okay with that either. Like there's nothing I'm okay <laughs> right. with. Unless I'm the one breaking up with you. <laughs> All right. Kenny That's the, the only reason Ken, I'm okay. Kenny the Jet Smith joining <laughs> us here. And Tim is, okay, so then is Giannis about to sign a prenup or not about to sign? Like, how is the <laughs> insult there? Is that is that the correlation? Is this Supermax, the prenup? Yeah, when you, when you sign, you go, but the only thing that Giannis is probably looking at is, like, we change our, you know, ownership. And you're not ownership, but our GMs and coaching, like who's going to be making the decision before I commit five more years to you guys. I think that's going to be the most important thing. And once he's like secure on knowing that these, this is my coach, 
Bud's my coach. This is my like. He could sign a Mac, and they say, and they don't, and they lose in the first round like they did. And it, there's a whole new regime in there. Uh, would you agree? Yeah. Oh, and, and and on top of that, he hasn't played a second with Drew Holiday yet. That, like that's there's, my point. I, there's just I'm there's not, too many I'm questions. Not, I'm not I'm not making yeah too many question marks. Man. I'm not no no. Like I don't so, know who you dated last week. <laughs> like I'm not going to be asking you to marry me. <laughs> Since we're on so that, that, like I'm so I'm that. If that's the case, though, then, Kenny, can Milwaukee toy with the idea that this dude could bounce for nothing? And just play out the year, too? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. If you play out out the year, he could walk for nothing. Do you have to think about trading him, then? Um, No. You got to roll the dice. You got to roll the dice. You got to be what Miami, Cleveland was with LeBron. Like you got to roll the dice. But yeah, what if they're twenty? What if they're twenty and thirty at the deadline? Whenever that deadline is, like, do you still oh, roll the dice? I'm, I'm, no, 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 I'm not rolling the dice because the dice is already saying I already yeah, got. I got. I got. I'm. I got a, a, a. I'm going. I'm going about to roll snake eyes. The one is showing, and the other one is about to flip. <laughs> whoa, 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 freeze! I'm like, hold on, get out of here. <laughs> All right, so. All three of us seem to be of, of a similar mind with Giannis. So what fan base, if this plays out with Giannis and he, he doesn't sign, Kenny, which fan base should be the most excited? Ooh, Toronto. Don't do that. Only if you mean it. Toronto. Only if you mean it, Kenny. <laughs> Don't do that. Toronto. I've been broken up with too many times. It. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, think about it. Giannis, you know... European guy, very, you know, worldly, international. He's an international guy, spends most of his summers in, 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 in Greece. He doesn't stay in, like, L.A. and New York with, or be in Miami. He's in Greece, you know, Maasai, international guy, Toronto, think international we, city. We think Maasai. We think. One year left on the deal, we think. We think. Yeah. One year left on the deal. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Although he's an international guy. International city doesn't really. He's in a small market in Milwaukee, not far from Toronto right now. Correct. Correct. I'll, I'll take a few more. You got Raptor fans hanging on every word here. You're doing great. Yeah, hey, I'm telling hey, you, they're I'm listening. You know, I'm just letting you know. You know, I, I bet he, I bet he understands the culture of Toronto more than he understands the culture of New York City. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's been underplayed in this, and there's a lot of people that say they poo-poo that idea that understanding the culture means something. But I think I really think it means something. I think it means something to players oh, wherever they go. Uh, look, I'm from New York City. Yeah, I had no dream of playing in in Utah. Like, I'm not playing in Utah. Like, nah. But if I grew up in South Dakota, North Dakota, Wyoming, I'd be like, oh, Utah's cool. Like, I'm all right with that. I like skiing. I like being outdoors. I didn't, I didn't, I never did anything outdoors in my life growing <laughs> up in New York. Like everything was in a gym, in a setting that was inside locations. Right. Like I didn't go, but if I grew up in that environment, I'd be like, play me to Utah. I'm cool. How different was Houston from New York? It's still, it's fourth largest city in America. So, it's just a, it's still a big city with a small town feel. 
So I, it was so many people, it didn't feel like I was boxed in. So it felt big. Houston is big. It's the fourth largest city in America. So it feels big. Feels big. Kennedy Jet. You know, Kennedy Jet Smith. Sorry, I interrupted you there. I apologize. Right. We're working. We're working in our basement. What can I say? <laughs> well, um, some of us. We so, don't have basements in California, but I'm working on my. Um, <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you. you know. <laughs> whoa, 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 I know Jack, it's a nice whoa. spot, though. I follow you on, on IG. It's a nice spot. Is it by the it piano? It doesn't, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't feel good to flex on radio <laughs> when you're not. You know? Like, it's it's different. This no, is the effect. You're right. It hey, you worked hard for that flex, Kenny. Yeah, you know, I don't want to be in it. like telling you guys I'm in a drop top as I'm talking to you, driving down. Like That wouldn't mean anything to you guys. All right. I want to ask you a serious question before we let you go. And and I know that yeah. your son, KJ, he's still at UNC, right? Correct. Uh, tough loss to Iowa, but the Iowa Iowa looks real. Um, Coach K isn't exalted in a Tar Heel home like yours. Um, and he said that it felt like they were powering through after their loss. And that the kids weren't the priority and that we are all going through this, and it seems like we're just powering through it. And and I get it. Listen, I send my kids to school every day, and you send your kids to school, some of them across the country. But does doing this college thing for the dollars make sense to you? Well, you can't say it after you lose by 20. Right. <laughs> you say it after you win by 20. Then I believe you, you right. know? Like, you can't tell me the referees suck when you want, you lost. You know what I mean? You won by 20 and you go, man, the referees, are, man, we need to really take a look at the referee committee. Like, so it's hard to believe that you're authentic in that moment based on what's happened. And I'm not saying he's wrong, right, or indifferent. I'm just saying that you can't say it after a loss. And, you, and we're about four months late on saying it. You know what I mean? We're like yeah. four to five months late. Like, we're already in the mix. Like, we're already doing it. Teams have, you know, and kids have sacrificed so much to be part of it already that you're poo-pooing on them and putting their families and lives in danger, possibly. And you're poo-pooing on that. Like, you got to say that early, you know? Kyrie Irving, huh? Kyrie Irving, I respect what Kyrie Irving said, even though I, I didn't always agree with it. When he's like, yo, the NBA shouldn't be playing with their social injustice. He said that before we even started playing. You know what I mean? Like, in real time. He said that in real time. In real time. Yeah. Yeah. Not, you, you can't. He, he didn't say it after they lost by 20. You know what I mean? Like, Brooklyn lost by 20. He's like, yo, I don't know if we should be in this bubble. Like, yeah, okay, I don't think you should be here either. Solid point. Um, it de- it, there's definitely a different perspective on the comments from Coach K in that moment. I, I, I don't think anyone would disagree with it. Um, but they're going to try and push through. So say love Listen, Kenny. Oh, he's going to uh, have to push through. Oh, they, yeah. they, they have to. He recruited those guys. He recruited those guys. And they have the expectation of playing, too, some of those guys, you know? And, there, and there's also a lot of, and you're familiar with, with TNT, CBS, college money. That tournament has to get played this year. Like you know well, that as well as anybody. The, the players don't care about the money part. Like, they're not getting any of that. So they're like, 
the expectation is like we're playing them. And we've done so much to sacrifice playing. Otherwise, some of them could have gone to the G League. The guys that go to his school. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You know, they, they could have gone to the G League and, the, you know, that's kids with options. Yeah, the kids with right, options. Right, right. They're kids with options. North Carolina, Duke, they have kids with options. You know? Well, Kenny, I, I, I know I'm not going to have any options December 22nd. TNT, and you guys are back on there. Nets Warriors followed by Lakers Clippers as NBA 2020-2021 tips off. Uh, Kenny, stay safe. Enjoy the, uh, the raisins and the oatmeal, and we'll talk and again soon. Cool. And the drop top. And I'm going to tell you, that too. On, the 22nd, on the 22nd, if I have a bad day, I'm going to be like, yeah, I don't know if we should be doing this show from Atlanta. <laughs> 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 yeah, but hold on. You have at least two guys in that room who might agree with you and say, let's yeah, get out of will. here. <laughs> yeah, they will. <laughs> at least two. All right, take Indeed. care, Kenny. Appreciate you. All right, thanks a lot, guys. There is uh, Kenny the Jet Smith uh, cruising L.A., apparently, as we speak, <laughs> in a convertible. Him. Good for him. As snow dumps. Is, has it stopped snowing in Toronto? Around us? I haven't even. Dude, I don't look out windows anymore. Like, I don't need windows. Like, what's a window for me right now? Did you Look, go out there's, today? There's the place today. I think I think it was like the NBA draft the last time I went outside. Like, so I haven't. I, you I, have to go for while. walks. Walks? What am I, 80? Come on, man. Walks is what you did when in the, in the, like in the 1890s when there was nothing That's, else to do. Walks okay. was the internet. Walks was the internet back then. Now I know why you've lost your mind this time. You need to get out of the house. I don't, I don't care if it's to go to Starbucks and po- get you. Yeah, that's the next poll. Should I leave the house? Should yes. Tim keep his beard and should yeah. Sid leave the house? <laughs> All right. Next we'll poll. take a break. When we come back, uh, why Sid should leave the house, you can send those in at Tim and Sid on Twitter. And the best headline of the day that I didn't read because Sixero sent it to me earlier and I have so many questions. We'll do that next, right here on Tim and Sid, Sportsnet Radio. Eli, Eli Manning. Oh, Eli, that's good. Yeah, yeah, you'll want to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ninja agrees with you. Don't leave the house; it's too peoplely out there. Hashtag, it's a trap. (laughs) Those people, they'll get you. They'll get you. (laughs) Unless you need snacks, then go out. LOL at Timmons. Like, you obviously don't believe in the idea that the trees hold energy and things like that. Like, just walking through nature will give you energy and you know what? renewed life. You know what? I, it's a good point. I'll, 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 I'll say that. I probably don't get out enough. I should, on, even when the sun is out and it's, like, cold, but whatever. Nothing's stopping me from going to the backyard, right, with a cold one and just pouring myself... There's nothing wrong with that. With a jacket, right? It's good. Get some no, fresh you air. Need to exercise and walk. Ex- no, no, I'm not even talking about that. My exercise is during a pandemic going out and getting hell, a hell of a good dip. That's that's my exercise. Is going to get some some nice dip for the chips. That's what I do. All right. When when you walk into the grocery stores in this pandemic, are you like paranoid and out, or because you don't get out at all, are you kind of moseying and going hmm? Maybe There's, some microwave popcorn would work. To, oh, look well, at those pure chocolate bars. Well, there's two types of people on the on Earth, right? There's people who spend an hour and a half at a grocery store and do what you just did, but with, like, 
the the rutabagas and whatever people eat and whatever you know <laughs> going by the produce department say like, oh look at rutabagas. this spinach i i like this spinach better than that spinach and then it's an hour and a half and then that's it and there's others that go in the grocery store like you had the button down on super mario and you went fast remember that yeah. on the 8 bit yep. nintendo and you just yeah. you just zip right through I am naturally the fast Nintendo, but the thing is, I can be fast through a grocery store and get everything I need. Like I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't waste time at any store. I don't, I don't browse. I go into a store for a reason. I'm that type of person. I, I, I need something. I go. That's how I Christmas shop when I used to. I, 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 I don't brag. I don't walk through Square One I, in Mississauga for like an hour and a half. I don't. I got gotcha. you. I, I know what I'm getting. I know. What I got gotcha. you. But in it, but in a pandemic, like I'm gonna be honest here, I'm that guy too. I like getting in and getting out. But in the pandemic, I have meandered just because see, I'm out of stunning. the house. You just oh, need so you to want to extend the. the I see what you're saying. You want to extend the trip. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Just take the long right. way home. You uh, want a some, little ride? Long time ago, I uh, yeah, the rides are good. By the yeah, way, the rides are good. They're, they're those help too. Um, sometimes I used to I used to say to the entire group I want to do a, a show just called or a segment on the show called just headlines where you just read headlines. So Sid sent me a tweet earlier today. I didn't read it on purpose because there's so many questions. All it said was Eli Manning accused of aggressive fart and mm-hmm. run by New York Giants running back Wayne Gallman. It's a simple story. Wayne Gallman, Tim, in an interview with, uh, with the New York Post, was asked, give me your best Eli Manning story. And Wayne Gallman said he was, in, he was in his locker room stall, and Eli, it's a simple story, Eli was just kind of walking by, dropped anchor, and left. So, so you know, Wayne Gallman got the Manning experience, and it kind of it was in the ether. My favorite part of the story, Tim, is, is in the copy later on, TMZ writes the following. FYI, schoolyard rules state if Gallman would have just yelled doorknob before Eli yelled safety, everyone would have been allowed to punch Eli without consequence until he touched a doorknob. Everyone knows this. So that's basically the story. Did he do anything after being crop dusted? Uh, he He was going to do something disgusting back to him, and he couldn't really repeat what it was. Um... But he said he was, there was no way I could get him back after that. Had to do something super nasty. And he was asked, did you? And he goes, no, I didn't get a chance to. So oh. basically, Eli Manning got the better of Wayne Gallman. Hey, a reminder, kids, especially in that situation, always wash your hands. Wash your hands. If you're Wayne Gallman, you've got to wash everything. Go wash everything. Yeah. Yeah. Disinfect it all. you got Eli's fart on you.